Hello, my friends. My name is Madge, and this is the MadgeCast, where this season I'm reading through my book, Be Less Crazy About Your Body. Because, you know, the world is offering up an endless smorgasbord of crazy for us these days, and the last thing we need to do is make it all worse by hating on ourselves on top of it. So the whole point of this book is to help us women who have been taught on a very deep level to see our value as intrinsically linked to how we look, uh, I want us to shake that off and instead to regard our bodies with care and curiosity and gratitude because they are literally the vessels which allow us to experience life and love and cookies and cream ice cream and all sorts of rad stuff. And this is even true of fat bodies. It's even true for bodies that can't do everything that other bodies can do. Every single one of our bodies are worthy of gratitude and respect and deep care. Now, we might not be able to love every single thing about the way we look, but we can at least learn to not waste time having a cow about it. So that's what this book is about on the whole. Uh, the particular chapter that I'm going to read for you today is all about establishing my cred in giving you advice on how we should and can regard our bodies. Because um, I've had some experiences that have made it impossible for me to continue living the way that I want to live and also hate on my body. I had to give the hatred part up because it was incompatible with the kind of life I wanted. And I bet the same is true for you. Self-hatred is incompatible with happiness, and it's also incompatible with accomplishment in any sense of balance. And furthermore, it is completely unnecessary. And um, when we hate ourselves, that actually makes us each into a tool of the man, uh, because we end up oppressing ourselves so thoroughly that the patriarchy doesn't even have to do it anymore. And that is, of course, some total fucking bullshit. So anyhow, uh, this chapter is all about the time that I marched my fat ass across the stage in a beauty pageant and ended up going home with a tiara. So please enjoy. This chapter is called, Who Am I and Why Should You Listen to Me? Because I have been there. Want to read an embarrassing poem I wrote about my body when I was 16? Yeah, me neither. Let's just say that, like almost all other people, I've spent a lot of my life, too much, feeling some combination of different, awkward, and ugly. And yet, an even stronger part of me has always felt like, even though I don't look like a bona fide hot person, I'm still pretty hot, irrationally confident too, and I have a pretty good idea how that happened, so I'm hoping I can explain it in a helpful way. A lot of it is being willing to do stuff that scares you a little. Like when the idea came to me to enter a beauty pageant in 1996, I was intimidated, but also amused. So I did it, and strangely, it ended up building my self-esteem, just like all the nice pageant contestants always say. Ha <laughs> life is hilarious. Anyway, here's the story first published by The Hairpin. The best time I was a 200-pound beauty, asterisk, queen. The year, 1996. I was 23, just on the upper cusp of that critical year that determined whether you could be Miss Pittsburgh or Ms. Pittsburgh. I was writing for a local news weekly, 
and as a very non-beauty pageanty type, thought it would be good fun to take part in and document the festivities. So I circled Ms. on the application, paid my $50, and began preparations. You may wonder, why would a largish girl with a lumpy belly and crooked teeth sign up for a goddamn beauty pageant? I guess I was just curious. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm pretty, still pretty darn cute. How would that play in normal city? Would I get any love? My goal was to stand up there proudly, tall, lumpy, weird as I am, and put my vision of beauty up against theirs. What is up? Also, I wanted a tiara, a real one, with some heft to it. Since I'm a pretty good singer, I figured the talent competition was my best chance. So my filmmaker friend and I put together the best damn video of someone in a nightgown rolling around a garbage dump and singing Angel of the Morning you ever saw. More on this later. The following weeks were a whirlwind of vintage shopping and the methodical undoing of old, misguided hair color decisions. Finally, the big day. Our posse arrived at the appointed time and place, a suburban Holiday Inn. When I got inside, I saw that the dressing room was almost entirely full of young women in intense undergarments, each undergoing her own epic struggle with hot curlers, mascara wands, and the like. I found a spot, embiggened my own hair and eyeliner, and checked out the agenda. Bathing suit first. I had a super sweet vintage one, white and green floral textured cotton with a metal zipper down the back and pockets which was maybe the most awesome garment I have ever owned. But still, my belly and I were about to get on stage in this thing. Panic! I turned to the professional's cure, three G&Ts, quick as can be, and got in line. Number 11F, the very last one. Insipid soft rock music on the sound system and introductory comments made, we each took a turn walking and showing our butts all the way across the stage. Even in my panic state, I noticed that my fellow competitors seemed sweet and everyone did a good job. And then it was my turn. I breathed deeply, the way you do going up the first hill of a very tall roller coaster when you think, well, fuck it, I can't get out now. Click, 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 click. Whoosh. As I stepped on stage, Buffalo Soldier started playing on the stereo. Seriously, I'm not sure what it meant. Um, maybe the DJ was a fellow chubstress giving me a shout out, or maybe they could just tell I was a rebel from my sparkly jellies. Either way, I did my little walk, turn, look at my lovely broad arse thing, smiling vacantly and not quite sure what was going on. It was weird being on stage with nothing to particularly do. At least it was over quick. Next was the interview competition, in which I blew it up in a bright yellow maxi dress covered with peacocks and roses, paired with red suede Reeboks. When asked who my hero was, I promptly answered, Eddie Vedder, 1996, remember? Juevos of Steel. Then came the last show-your-butt strut of the night. Evening gowns. Mine was a long, sparkly polyester affair with green and pink flowers and sheer puffy nylon sleeves. Rad. By this time, I'd had a few more drinks, so I hammed it up a bit. Giggles erupted in the crowd, I think mostly approvingly. I bounced my curls just a little and got the hell off stage. 
At that point, the final three were chosen. You are not shocked, and neither was I, to learn that sheer cuteness and sass had not landed me a spot in that rarefied circle. Oh, well, I laughed. I had a trophy for participating and a nice buzz on. Love of life. The overall pageant winner would be announced at the end of the night. Before that, though, the talent competition. Time to recognize. The lights went down. Someone pulled out a big square TV on an old school AV cart, and we all sat down to watch the performance videos. There weren't many, maybe eight or fewer. I can't remember. What I do remember and what I will remember until that fateful day when my consciousness is absorbed into the big internet in the sky is what happened when my video came on. The first notes of Angel of the Morning began as we opened on a crazy post-apocalyptic looking dump. I'm wearing a long peach hippie nightgown dress, earnestly singing with a pot of mums in my arms. Then for the chorus, a shot of me in a dark basement under a single bare bulb, earnestly singing in my camo jacket. Yep, the Eddie Vedder shot. As the video unfolded, I sensed a bit of unrest in the world. She can sing, I could feel them thinking, but is she for real or is she fucking with us? What the crap is happening? At the crescendo of the crowd's discomfort and the end of the second verse came the money shot. I'm on the ground, lying upside down on an abandoned car seat. My long black hair splayed across a patch of broken glass, giant old sunglasses on my face. And if we're victims of the night, I crooned. I won't be blinded by the light. And then the room busted a collective gut. Oh, I heard their brains again. She's for real and she's fucking with us. Jolly good. And we all laughed and delight overflowed in the room as video me brought the song home. And all over Pittsburgh, broad-arsed girls felt unspeakably happy for a minute, though they didn't know why. You won't be shocked, and neither as I, that the evening ended with a heavy-ass tiara on my head, bitches, and a sash that announced my triumph in curvy embroidery. Ms. Pittsburgh Talent Queen, 1996. I also got a massive trophy and a stopped-drinking-too-early headache as they announced the overall Ms. Pittsburgh, a super pretty and sweet lady named Angelique, who had kind of taken me under her wing during my bathing suit wig out. Happy endings all around. Later, I wrote a fun article in the paper, got a bunch of hate mail from pageant ladies, and took part in a documentary my friend made about the whole thing. The night it premiered, we rolled up to the theater in a limo with neon lights inside, drunk as hell. A massive cloud of fragrant smoke erupted from the car as we opened the door. I wore a long dress of pale green velvet, opera-length gloves of gold, and my very own glittery sash and tiara, both of which still adorn my home and elicit grins on the regular 15 years later. No one has ever felt more like a baller, and that was the best time I was a 200-pound beauty queen. And there's a little asterisk next to beauty because I was really the talent queen, not the beauty queen. <laughs> so the basic idea is, if you want to be less insane about your body, you should enter a beauty pageant with a heart full of both enthusiasm and irony. If that's not an option, 
well, I guess just keep reading because we're going to sort it all out. Ah, that was a fun story. That was a fun night. Um, We're going to talk more about some of the changes that came about in me as a result of being involved in the beauty pageant and even more so being involved in the documentary that my friend made about it. But that's coming in future chapters. So um, in the meantime, right now, I hope you have a great week. Uh, If you want to subscribe to the podcast or leave a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you have anything to share with me, I hope that you will drop me a line at belesscrazy at gmail.com. I'll be back next week in which our topic will be humans be tripping. But in the meantime, let's all try to not let the voice of the patriarchy living inside our heads fuck things up too much for us, okay? I'll talk to you soon. Stay strong.